365. The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Every Day is Draft Day, episode 10. We made it to double digits. Hooray. Yes. I'm Dan Turner, your host as always, and joining me, my wonderful co-host, Steffi Smalls. What's up, Steph? What's going on? Doing a little traveling this week, so you can little, see my lovely little, hotel room. Traveling. This really pretty portrait behind me here. Um, it's not as pretty as your background no, now, which looks fantastic. Not, yes, did today. It's awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, so week uh, week six, week six. We're gonna talk some uh, some Geno, some Giants. Your favorite topic. Uh, I'm not talking about them. (laughs) We are. But before we get all that, I just have a little announcement. Uh, We're giving away a Miles Gaskin and LaVisca Chenault signed jersey for the London game this week between the Dolphins and Jags. To enter, you just need to DM at Champions Round on Instagram or Twitter with the key phrase being Danny Dimes. So you just tweet at uh, on Instagram or Twitter at Champions Round that that phrase, and you're entered to win either Miles Gaskin or LaVisca Chenault signed jersey. So definitely Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Danny's hurt. Yeah, but he looks like he's doing like it seems like he's getting through concussion protocol. So I think that they're gonna yeah. keep saying that, but there's a chance he actually might play Sunday. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad hit. It looked like he was knocked out cold. Walking. Scary. Lights on, no one's home. But okay. we're going to start with someone we thought we would never actually have to discuss again, Geno Smith. Yes. <laughs> with Russell Wilson kind of destroying his finger against a shoulder pad of one Aaron Donald. Geno Smith came in and actually performed like an NFL quarterback, something we haven't seen from him pretty much ever. 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception, had three rushes for 23 yards. So with Russell Wilson hurt for the next couple of weeks, do you think that Geno Smith is good enough to keep Seattle in the running for the playoffs? It's hard with these backups too because we see them come in a lot of times and play really well because they're in their – backup quarterback role and like being a savior kind of thing so i think next week or this week however like he should show us if he's someone that's really serviceable but i mean i am in a situation where i had to pick him up like there was leagues where there's literally no there's no other options i have daniel jones i can't rely that he's definitely gonna play or i also have russell so and he's better than relying on, I don't know, them putting Andy Dalton back in the game. I mean, there's not really many options right now. So if you're kind of uh, screwed for a quarterback, he's your guy. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, it was a shock to everyone that that he played as well as he did. But he's been in that system for a couple of years now. And it definitely helps that he has a really good supporting cast. You know, he was targeting made DK Metcalf owners happy because he targeted him more than, than Russell has been doing lately. And, you know, also with Tyler Lockett and then the tight ends. So I think, I think that with, with like Gerald Everett's coming back from, from COVID, I think that if the, he just plays like within the system and I know that's like cliche to say, but based on what he did, you know, it's going to be interesting to see with, with a full week of a team that's getting ready for him and not Wilson, how he's right. going to do Right. And it's better than, like, please do not rely on Mike Glennon. Like, I would much rather, I feel more comfortable in my heart telling you to pick up Geno Smith than I do Mike Glennon. Not that I don't love Mike Glennon, but uh, I think that Geno Smith, again, like you said, 
as long as he plays with the uses his supporting cast. I think Everett coming back is going to be huge for him too. That should be mm-hmm. very helpful. Um, he just has, you know, hopefully he doesn't turn on with the ball too much because I think he did have one interception yeah, he and he wasn't in for very long too. So, but again, you get panicky. You're still a backup quarterback. So mm-hmm. uh, I still, but he's a, you know, he's a good option. He didn't rack up too many points, but was he, how many quarters was he, he wasn't in that long was a, either. No, so. it was like, like two, two something, two and a half. Yeah. It wasn't, so it wasn't long, yeah. Yeah, but I think he serves well. I picked him up myself, and he's mm-hmm. good backup. And I totally forgot, now that we have bye weeks, which is crazy, it's felt like we've had bye weeks, we actually have it. Nope. And then I'm going to set my roster. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, this is yeah. really ugly. <laughs> it seems like we've had bye weeks because everyone else is hurt or hasn't performed well. And now yeah. we have actual bye weeks, so the players that are doing well for you aren't playing now. So now you're yeah. Thank you. <laughs> hint, hint, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> So moving on to keeping with the quarterbacks, which we're going to talk about a lot today, we're going to go with Justin Fields. You know, Justin Fields had a decent game, 12 of 20, 111 yards, one touchdown. Didn't really, you know, seem to be playing like, pretty safe in, in the system. Do you expect Chicago to maybe open it up a little bit as, as the season goes on with him, or do you feel like he just, there's just going to be like a ball control offense and he's not going to be able to really hit the, the heights that many like, projected him to have when he was named the starter? I really hope so because he stinks for fantasy football right now. Like he's not doing well. I think through he last week maybe QB thirty one. Uh, he's just not. I they got to get him rushing. That I think it's the. I think Chicago is a little bit more broken than I thought. So I'm hoping that they still can figure out how to make a game script that involves him and also you know everyone on that team. Just like we said, supporting cast, but it. it they need to support him a little bit better over there. I think even if you're someone that had like me, I have to take Daniel Jones out. Probably I'm going to play fields this week uh, because I have to, but they've got, I think they'll get him going. He's got to start cooking, right? Yeah. You think so? Right. They, they let him. I mean, I don't have any faith in, in the coaching staff to no. utilize his potential, which he has a lot of, like he should be, you know, they should be doing more of that, that like the Ravens, like ball control thing where, you know, they use his rushing and then give him like the safe throws, mm-hmm. you know, because because Allen Robinson isn't really helping anybody this year. Honestly, he's been a huge disappointment uh, for a guy that, like, you know, has been Mr. Consistent. Doesn't really, doesn't, it hasn't matter who his quarterback is, you know, for pretty much like a decade now. But it seems like right. he is, is is immune to to Matt Nagy. So, I mean, if, if Fields can – can use what he has and, and they give him in a position to succeed. I think he'll do well. I just, I just can't trust him to do that, which is yeah. unfortunate because a lot of people were excited about what fields could do. It just isn't working out that way with, with, with the coaching. It's not a talent. And I know he was, it's not like he wasn't at practice getting the reps and stuff too. I'm sure he, right. so it's weird that it kind of is, it just doesn't look like it's working. So I, I don't know what's going on, but I hope so. I mean, feels is uh, he, we know him from college. We know he's an exceptional passer. And then he also has, you know, that mobility that we love in fantasy football. So I'd love to see us get both of those and really start getting him cooking because he mm-hmm. has all the potential. I hope that Nagy is just able to tap into Fields' potential because I think that that's what's happening. I think this is more coaching problem then it's necessary field himself because he needs to be out there too as a rookie like it's time for him to just take the training wheels off and yeah, get it going absolutely he's a much different quarterback than than Andy Dalton is and if Matt Nagy is you know so like hell-bent on saving his job like like he should be because you know as a coach you should want to save your job you should do what's best for for fields and then put him in the position he needs with the talent around him to to succeed 
but it just seems like he's not. He, I don't know why. He just, he just isn't a good coach is what it is. So yeah. hopefully either something turns around or, you know, Fields gets a new one next year. But right now for fantasy, he's definitely not performing anywhere near what people hoped he would be. No, he's not. And yeah, I think I'm done with the Nagy experiment. Like, I think I'm good. I, yeah. I think I've had enough. <laughs> Everyone's probably good with that, honestly, <laughs> except the rest of the NFC North. They hope he stays there forever. So going the complete 180, the opposite end of the spectrum, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray throwing 75% of his passes completed, 1,512 yards, 10 touchdowns, four picks, 30 rushes, 110 yards, three touchdowns. Pretty much in the driver's seat for MVP at this point. Is this the real Kyler Murray now? Is this has he fully realized his potential? Do you think he can get better? Do you think he'll slide? Do you think he'll stay as it is? What, what's going on in, uh, yeah, in Arizona? I think this is it. I mean, I ranked him as my QB one, and I meant it when I did that. I absolutely love Kyler Murray, and it's beautiful. I didn't even know, like, I knew that he could develop more. But, I mean, boy, does he look good on the field. I think through five weeks, QB six. Uh, but he's putting up numbers, and you can't. That rushing ability is crazy. It's seriously awesome to watch. I mean, he's probably one of my favorite players to to watch in the league right now. Mm -hmm. The way he's able to get out of the pocket and just like duke everyone is so awesome. He is a cheat code right now. Yeah. Yeah. QB. He's QB six right now. Going through crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about you know everyone throws around like even like we've thrown on like Konami quarterbacks. He he is the he is the Konami quarterback. He's he is the cheat code. Yeah, and a lot of people were like hesitant with with Clint, with Kingsbury and how he was going to develop in, in that system, you know, coming from college and stuff. But it seems like this year is like he's finally put it all together, and he has like an absolute like stud wide receiver cast that anyone else in the league would love to have. Uh, so Hopkins I think that, has been a little disappointing. So I'm hoping that we can get him more involved. Uh, that would be my hope. But yeah, yeah I you know Kyler Murray, I'm never going to be off the cut unless he starts stinking which i really don't think is in his repertoire i don't think it's gonna end up happening right yeah and it's not like uh, for hopkins i i think it's it's not even that he's stinking i just think that there's more targets now around mm -hmm. him that that deserve the ball with aj green you know having having a mini career renaissance and and more and and kirk so so having those other guys maybe hopkins doesn't need to you know carry the load as much and that's why he's not performing as yeah you know, that, that sucks for us as fantasy players because we... But it's better for the Cardinals, them. and that's right, how we're yeah. the Cardinals sitting pretty at 5-0 and oh because right, they yeah. have more than Hopkins. They actually right. have a game plan. Until Max Williams got hurt, they also were actually getting a tight end involved, which we right. haven't seen them do. So I think that they now they really do have a full set of weapons to use, and I you know what? They're doing a good job using them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's definitely more of a... NFL move than fantasy move. They don't really care about you know, us fantasy players if they're, you know, what they're doing means yeah. they're undefeated and everything. So I think it's one of the things where we can just keep complaining, but it's not going to really help us out too much. Not to say that Hopkins is, is bad. You know, he just isn't like the top, like 10 option, top five option we thought he would yeah. be in the season. But that's just how the, the, the season has been for all the positions. Either everyone at running back is hurt at some point or wide receivers and, and tight ends just are disappointing. So unless you have like one of the, the 20 to 25 people that have been consistently good this entire year, then you're, you're going to be disappointed in, in your fantasy looks. But hopefully, you know, uh, you know, Hopkins town is undeniable. So I think he's going to rebound a little bit. I don't think he's going to be, you know, as low as he is now, but I don't think he's going to get as high as, as we want him to be the top three, like we want him to be going into the season. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, now oh, we talk about the no. New York Giants. I don't want to either. 
but here we are. So speaking of injured players, I actually have a tryout with the Giants tomorrow because they are running out of people to, you know, catch the ball. No, no the QB guys can concussion. Barkley hurt his ankle. No left tackle. The top four receivers are dinged up. Evan Ingram is the healthiest person on the roster on offense oh, right now. That's how bad it is. So with everything going on, but the good news is Kadarius Tony had a mini breakout of sorts against Dallas where he pretty much wrecked them 10 catches, uh, 189 yards. Uh, so do you think that even with people healthy, what, what's, what's your, what do you think Tony's potential is going forward for the rest of this year? Yeah, I keep hearing, it's funny, I got a lot of flack on Twitter, I was joking around that, you know, everyone's picking him up off waivers, but I've always had him, you know, on my roster, and like, I have been picking him up, I kind of knew, at some point you have, he's your first round pick, which is absurd, Um, but you picked him in the first round, so they needed to use him, and yes, I think that because of Jason Garrett and because of his limited playbook and his limited mind, um, I think that he, you know, the only reason why we saw Tony's little breakout is yes, because people are injured. That's exactly what happened. Um, it's kind of pathetic that he was there this whole time and we were not using him. Uh, it's upsetting and that's kind of on the coaching staff, but I think we saw Darius Slayton too. I don't know why they continuously use him. I think Darius Slayton is not living up to what some people thought Darius Slayton was. He it has the dropsies just like Evan Ingram does um and I Shep is apparently supposed to be healthy so you know I think Tony will continue whether or not those guys come back and none of those guys are even known for being healthy players Slade and and Shep get hurt all the time um and Galladay does too so I think that he will still have a role no matter what and again this will be one of those you know it's going to be one of those bad teams with good fantasy players like mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, if Saquon, you know, is able to come back. It seems like this sprain was as bad as it did look. Um, and I think everyone freaked out when they saw the swelling, but usually sprains swell up like that. That's like not an abnormal thing. Right. Sprains usually look worse than fractures. Um, so he, they're saying to, I bet he'll be out. I mean, high ankle sprain in 2019, he came back in three weeks, which is impressive. So he could do it in two weeks. Uh, but again, if they're going to keep racking up injuries like this, it's going to be a problem. Uh, right. They're really inconsistent. Kenny Galladay, again, you know, super disappointing, but not totally unexpected. Uh, but I think that Tony should, he's, is he the most reliable source of fantasy points now? Like what? Yes, no. Would, as, not just as a fan, but as a, as a fantasy player, do you do you pick up and trust Devontae Booker to carry the load now that Barkley's here for a couple of weeks? Yeah, I think Booker actually looked pretty decent. And I think, the with everyone else out they're gonna have to use booker too um and i did pick him up because again in some of these you know really shallow leagues you it's hard what what are you gonna do if you have saquon barkley you have no one on your bench or you have bye weeks i mean you gotta go and get booker i got outbidded some of the 60 68 dollars they uh fab on them what crap i didn't i i said like 21 i'm like i'm not going over that for booker Mm -hmm. no um but you have to in some of these leagues and that stinks this is the part of the season where it just gets messy yeah yeah i'm surprised i only had many fab left after everyone used it on elijah mitchell but you know i i i gotta give I know everyone hates on Jason Garrett, I get, but I also got to give credit to Daniel Jones. I mean, when you're working with your like fifth, sixth, and seventh receivers as your starters, and you're still looking pretty decent, I mean, 
no one, and I mean no one, is is looking for John Ross, Colin Johnson, and CJ Board and saying, oh, look, these guys are good for fantasy. No, that was never happening during the, the beginning of the season. But you know, you, those guys are playing, you know, a lot of a lot of, of snaps now because of every, all the injuries in front of them. And yeah, you know, when Slayton and and, and Shepard and, and Golly come back, like to your point, you know, they're not the healthiest uh, players to begin with. But you know, there's a case to be made, I think, where you know, maybe you do give John Ross more more time maybe over Darius Slayton because Slayton hasn't really given you anything. And maybe, you know, Ross was a first-round pick and, you know, everyone was, like, super excited because he ran the fastest sport in the history of the world. And that's all that's important, apparently. But, you know, he he showed that he had some some, some good talent. So I, I, I hope that, you know, that they give, you know, these younger guys like Tony and Ross, you know, even with, when when Slayton and Shepard and Galladay come back, that they give them more more time because, you know, it's, it's, it's plenty obvious that, the, most of the NFC East is, is garbage and not really going anywhere. So it's good to give them the, those snaps and that yeah. you know, build that rapport with with Daniel Jones and, and for the future of the team. Yeah, and I'm I mean once if Shep is playing, I'm sorry. As long as Daniel Jones is, I don't know that I'm gonna play. I feel actually more comfortable with Tony with I don't Glennon whoever is the quarterback than I do Shep. But if Daniel Jones is in and Shepard is in, I'm I'm also. I, Shepard is a starter in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I think he played very well, and I think we saw that. And he's, you know, been the most reliable guy for Danny. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I would definitely play Tony now over Slayton, even when all when all of them were healthy. I think he definitely at least earned that much. But again, you know, coaches don't always do what's best. But not that we're, you know, geniuses. Everybody's it's pretty yeah, obvious. No. It's more talent than the most of the other receivers in the in that room. Right. Staying with the. Uh, NFC East going from your team to mine. Uh, so the Eagles apparently have decided that they don't feel like running the ball this year at all. Uh, that has uh, adversely affected Miles Sanders uh, greatly. He only has 325 total yards rushing, receiving, and zero touchdowns on the year. And he was a guy that a lot of people were expecting, you know, to have that uh, solid running back two with a running back one upside. And he's been like running back like 56 for the year. Do you see that continuing? And does the presence of Kenneth Gainwell mean that the time it is coming to an end that Miles Sanders is going to be a, a, a running back that you can trust in fantasy. Yeah, I don't know what, what is going on with that backfield. It's like you just cut your running back. You just been using them. I don't even know what's going on. And I don't know if is part of that hurts. Um, is that it like something that's playing a role in their rushing ability for these guys? Like, is he taking, is he totally uh, taking those over? Uh, it mu- I mean, it must be, but again, I, they got to get the ball. Right. You got to run a little bit. I, you know, he's not someone I was really ever targeting regardless. So mm-hmm. I unfortunately did get out of that a little bit. But it stinks because he really he was run getting away. drafted. Sorry, but I said run away sick. from him. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, sorry, your team. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. At least Jalen Hurts is like the. I think I saw today he's the only player that has finished top twelve in his position through all five weeks. So, oh, you sent it to me, but uh, he. Yes. But yeah, I mean, at least Jalen Hurts looks good. Yeah, least, yeah. That's one thing. At least I got right. Yeah, I think the, the Eagles as a team have rushed like 113 times. Uh, and that's between, you know, Gainwell and Hertz and Sanders. So I, I don't understand what they're doing like as a fan and in fantasy when you have these these 
good backs. And the play calling has been suspect too, especially uh, this past week when they seemed like half the plays were going horizontally as like screened instead of going down the field. So I am very concerned about, about, you know, the, the future for, for Sanders. I, and, I, and to be honest, like Gainwell in, in less work has outperformed him. He's looked faster. You know, the, the Eagles trust him on the goal line more and he's yeah. their two minute back when, you know, before the half. And that's something that, you know, that, that was Sanders job, you know, yeah. Boston Scott last year had, I love Boston Scott. I was just about to say his name. I'm yeah. so sad. I still have, I can't, I won't drop him. I don't care. I, I love Boston Scott. I think he's a phenomenal back and I'm going to hang on for dear. Hope he is yeah, able would... to get in the game, uh, which I don't think is happening, but. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't him too. He was, he was a good back for what he did, but you know, with, with Gainwell coming in, he's been considered irrelevant, which I mean, it might, uh, they should give him a couple of carries. I think he earned that, but I guess not. Um, but yeah, the, this whole like you know sixty-five passes to three rushes ratio that we seem to be going on every week is just is just not working. You know, it's yeah. not it's not going to be. What, I mean, Hertz has only this that was only his ninth NFL start, and you're not doing him any favors. You know, he's not the type of guy that's going to throw 55, 60 times a game, and you're going to be successful. He just isn't there yet as a, as a quarterback. He's not. So I, I just think it's a big error, and it's really hurting you know both Sanders and 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 Gainwell's value to to pretty much non-existent now. Uh, yeah. Because they're not even getting the opportunities to do anything with the ball, much less right. And then and and you have all new coaching, and you have you know you yeah. have a new quarterback. Really, only played four games last, so it's expected a little bit, but I don't think it's playing out exactly how anyone uh, was expecting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, like they change around and make the the offense more balanced and help Hurts out, and maybe that brings Sanders. I don't think he's definitely not going to be. Uh, as relevant as people want him to be, continuing the season of disappointment for for early for us, early picks for everyone. But uh, hopefully they, they they bounce it out where he can get some opportunity. Maybe be, he becomes a flex play, but I doubt it. Yeah. Speaking of of muddled backfields, we have the uh, Atlanta Falcons for our last topic of the day. Mike Davis was someone that got the job, but a lot of people it was he split Twitter uh, and the fantasy community. A lot of people thought he was going to be good. He's he's going to get a lot of opportunities and. Others thought he wasn't. And then Cordero Patterson came in and destroyed his hopes and dreams. Patterson is currently number five. Uh, he's got dual eligibility on most platforms, running back wide receiver. So Mike Davis has 292 total yards, two touchdowns. Patterson has 468 total yards and five touchdowns with 40% of the work. So do you think this spells the end of Mike Davis being considered anything worth anything in fantasy for this year? That's confusing. And I think you saw Davis last week kind of have his you know I, I joked i tweeted i was like oh he had his touchdown now is the time to get rid of him like when people are high on him get rid of him because we've seen that when everyone is healthy everyone's there ridley's there he's not properly in the picture so i don't i think that that's why we saw a, more production out of him last week is just because they didn't have everyone i don't think that the plan is to have him very actively in this playbook and i think we've seen that yeah i agree i think you know, I was one of the ones that that was pretty high on on Davis coming coming out because I thought he was you know opportunity and value marking for running backs, and I thought I didn't ex- see you know before this year, Patterson was like a gadget player and special teams guy, and he's turned into like this, like this. this he's going to win people fantasy leagues, honestly, with with how he's performing. And no one said he was going to be the number five back going to week six. Like no, not one person thought he was going to be anywhere near that. I mean, it, it just shows how unpredictable the season has been. But I, I think like he's definitely the most dynamic 
of the two. I think with the injuries to to Ridley and, and Gage, he's going to get more passes now and, and the addition of running the backfield. I mean, Pitts right now is the only consistent pass catcher that's healthy. So I think yeah. with, with the way they're, they're throwing the ball and the lack of – And no one expected Patterson to be so excellent too, right? So that, no. that's playing a huge role. This yeah. is really a, a very a much important part of them uh, and their offensive scheme that they're using. Right, exactly. So, so I think like going forward, I think we can. Everyone is like expecting Patterson to fall off, you know, like the wagon. And I just question like, but why? Like he's he's like you, you know, they're building. I'm not they're building the offense around, but he's he's become a key part of their offense. I mean, there's not like there's a a lot of people ahead of him now that that are going to. I mean, it's basically Ridley and Pitts, and that's pretty much it. So I just like, yeah, he probably won't be you know running back five at the end of the year, but to to think that he's just going to fall off like a cliff and go back to that relevance is. I think rather short-sighted for for people. Okay, well, that I feel bad for them. But what? do we actually feel bad for them? No, we just are mad about our fantasy teams. I don't feel bad for anybody about anything, <laughs> except maybe Giants fans. I feel a little bit bad for Giants fans because your entire team is hurt. But other than yeah. that, no. Well, that'll do it for uh, this episode of Every Day of Draft Day. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to. Enter that contest for the Gaskin and uh, Chenault jerseys. Uh, Steph, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yep. Uh, MySpaceFarmers.com. No. Uh, Stephie Smalls with three L's on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Um, all the normal social platforms. Not that they're not normal. Um, and, and you can find all of my stuff and Dan's on all of our Champions oh. Round platforms as well. And go check out our giveaway because we're doing some really awesome ones to the point where I'm yeah. mad this is my employer. And the games are fun. Check out, check out the app. You know, the games are a lot of fun. Try them out. Yes. Them a shot. You'll love them. You'll get hooked and you won't never go back to, to regular DFS. Yes. Uh, you can find me, you know, with Steph here every week. Uh, you can find my articles every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, waivers, trades, and weekly preview. And uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at EagleDanFF. So, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Sorry about those bye weeks. Enjoy the Thursday night football and uh, go birds. Good luck this week. Oh, we're going to be killed.